Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the gnarly gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast. Although it's a nice, quiet, relaxed uh, weekend vibes, Sensi Brewcast from the home studio as we kick off uh, uh, 2021 and um, not quite the new season yet. Our seasons start in March. That's when the show launched, but um, we're definitely kicking off a new year. And part of the new year is trying to do more stuff in the studio. So I've been spending a lot of time this weekend um, and this previous week getting some stuff kind of set up here in studio to to do more stuff, not just on the Cincy Brewcast front, but on some other podcast and video um, sides of things too. So number one, uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, you now have access to video of Cincy Brewcast, although... With episodes like this, it's probably not that exciting because it is just me sitting here staring at you talking, although we will drink a beer. I already cracked it open. Um, but as time goes on and as we roll into kind of the uh, the, the new normal shows as we uh, get rolling into the year, um, you will definitely have some fun video stuff too. That's if you're a Patreon supporter. If you're not a Patreon supporter, you don't have access to the video. You still get the audio. It's still normal. Nothing is changing. Um, well, I shouldn't say nothing is changing because you are getting access to some video content. Um, as far as what that is, when it comes out, and how it's done, that's a whole different story because that is all just up to uh, my spare time, I guess. So there will be some weeks where um, there are video clips that go up the same week as the episode there's sometimes where you may get a video clip that is six months old. <laughs> I, I don't actually know yet, but we are definitely going to figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out together. How about that? In the meantime, one thing I do know is that we need to uh, crack open a beer because um, the beer fridge. it's Cincy Brewcast. And what sense would it make if I did a beer podcast without any beer? Um, so even if I'm by myself in the studio, we're, uh, we're drinking together. Um, if you are watching the video, you can see my beautiful beer. Um, most of you, I assume, are just listening. So we'll tell you, I'm drinking Mad Trees uh, Tree Search number four. Um, this is, I believe, kind of a, they're just calling it, um, well, they're just calling it an IPA. So it's not, it's not New England, although it is little bit hazy. It's not West Coast, although it is a little uh, bitter and uh, big. So it kind of fits into this middle ground, which um, before we dig into the beer, let's talk about that because, you know, we, with the the rise of hazy pale ales and New England pale ales and IPAs, with the rise of that whole side of um, softer, fruitier kind of... um, IPAs with that definition of what an IPA is shifting a little bit. It's also created this kind of backlash with people who are going the opposite direction and creating, you know, big West Coast IPAs, the anti New England. And um, it's like there's a battle, you know, this East versus West Coast kind of thing that's happening in IPA right now. And that's not even to bring into the, you know, the, the tart IPAs or the, uh, you know, the white IPAs or, you know, black IPAs or, you know, Belgian IPA, whatever other IPA you can come up with. It's not even including that. This is just the, uh, you know, the, the hazy versus non hazy. 
excuse me, we are um, battling a little bit of a cold in our house. Just a cold, not COVID again. <laughs> Just uh, put that out there. Um, the uh, there with those two sides kind of butting heads a little bit in the IPA world. It's also creating this other movement of breweries who are uh, going a completely different direction and kind of merging the two sides into just this uh, the, this evolution, I guess, of where IPA is going. And I, to me, that's what a beer like this is. It's kind of that that merging of the two sides of the IPA spectrum. And again, the spectrum is very large. It's not even just the two sides, but um, for for sake of argument, it is. Tree search number four. Uh, this is brewed, and I'm cheating by looking at the can. Uh, Strata Simcoe Chinook hops, um, two row malt carapils, American honey malt, American ale yeast. This is kind of their, um, I guess, their experimental uh, series that they do. The tree search, um, you know, take on research. If you didn't pick that up. Uh, it says, explore the possibilities. We're on a quest to find the best IPA recipes around. Explore with us as we journey through flavorful combinations of hops, yeast, malt, and even water to discover the next best thing. The series is a limited release IPA found exclusively at independent bottle shops and restaurants. Um, I did pick mine up at a, um, at a nice independent bottle shop called Jungle Gems. Um, so this is not just um, kind of their 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 quest for what IPA is becoming it is it is really just an excuse to play around with whatever they want to play around with so here we go we're we're going to drink it although i've already had a couple sips oh yeah <clears throat> so the beer when you look at it is uh, beautiful, hazy, slightly hazy. I mean, you can still kind of see through it. A hazy, golden, yellow. Just a real beautiful beer. Um, <coughs> my lord. Uh, Marco uh, from Cellar Dweller is going to give me crap for my cough that is uh, ruining your listening experience. It's got a big, kind of foamy, thick, sticky white head on top. Um, as, as you know, I've been letting it sit here, the, the head does kind of go away, but it leaves behind that real thick, sticky kind of lacing all over the glass. Just really, really pretty. Exactly what I want out of an IPA. Um, the flavor is, you know, it's got that big bitterness, but there is still a softness to it, whether that's just from, um, water or yeast or whatever it is. I, I enjoy it. It creates a nice mouthfeel that balances out with the bitterness nicely. I think um, for me, sometimes if you if you lean too heavy into either side of that, the too heavy into the bitterness or too heavy into kind of that soft fruitiness, it just becomes um, unbalanced. And you know, IPA, I think, <clears throat> in my opinion, can be a little bit unbalanced and still, or even a lot of bit unbalanced, and still be a good beer. But um, I I like. I like having something that um, I like having those two sides kind of uh, go back and forth as I'm drinking it. It makes it uh, makes it more fun to drink, more fun to explore and more fun to kind of dive into for me, for me. If I, you know, if you like things differently, that is okay. That's kind of the, the beauty of um, something like craft beer is that 
there are so many different things. We can all like something different and still get along just fine. Um, we will kind of keep this episode a little bit brief um, because I'm by myself and because it's awkward sitting here just talking to myself. Although I should have should have fired something up and um, told you guys I was doing this so that somebody could have called in and then we could have uh, um, done things really fun. Um, because it is when I'm in studio like this, it's so easy to do stuff like that. It's so easy just to say, Hey, yeah, the, the phone lines are active and hit a button and they are, they're active. Um, we can do all kinds of fun stuff. You know, we can obviously pull people in, um, video chat. We can do kind of, um, remote shows, which we've done a few of those, uh, the, the ability to have video, um, during the show, I think opens this podcast up to a lot of different things. And I, it is still a podcast first and foremost. And I, you know, podcast is audio. A lot of you guys listen in your car or wherever, you know, when you're working out, if, if you guys do that sort of thing, I'm not a big fan of working out, but, um, so I, audio is still the focus of this, but you know, we have, um, the ability to have multiple camera angles going on here. We can have guests with the different, it, it it can look very cool. There's a lot of cool stuff that we can do, especially now with the studio shifting a little bit and becoming kind of where it is supposed to be. Um, for anybody who watches the weekly pint, which we'll, we'll talk about this, um, depending on when you're listening to this tonight or, uh, whenever you typically listen to the weekly pint, um, we'll talk about kind of what the studio is, uh, looking like right now, but <clears throat> the table has shrunk up a lot, which opens up this room a lot for some other stuff, um, which you know, is coming down the line. I'm, I'm, I'm drifting all over the place with the topics. Um, what I wanted to talk about this week, uh, is cans. You know, we, uh, saw, uh, McLeese over at, at Brink. Um, he let loose with the, uh, the artwork for their upcoming cans, if you guys listen to uh, to the show regularly, you'll remember back when we were at Brink last, um, which was probably, I don't know, May-ish? Complete guess. No, it could have been May. I don't know. It was it was post, uh, post-COVID. It was in a post-COVID world. <laughs> but um, we did talk kind of about where Brink goes from here, where, what the future looks like for them, and... Uh, he made it a big point to say, you know, packaging is coming, cans. Um, they're uh, contract brewing their cans and getting them out to uh, to stores. We saw those labels. We saw a lot of labels, actually. Um, and you're starting to get this glimpse of how big they are really doing this. The rumors that I'm hearing um, are a lot of Kroger stores, somewhere around 70 different Kroger stores, which is a lot um, <clears throat> that's not, uh, obviously to the levels of like a, uh, Brian Geister, a Madry or something like that. But, you know, urban artifact, I think is, um, maybe twice that, maybe 150, somewhere around there. Um, so it is a, a big, it's a big move for a small neighborhood brewery to move into that many stores with packaging, um, including a whole new kind of process, which is the contract brewing process. Um, it's going to be exciting to watch. It's going to be exciting to see a whole lot more people that, you know, maybe, maybe knew about Brink, but don't get there as much as they, they want to, um, you know, the me, <laughs> you know, people like that, that, you know, I can just run now to, you know, my local bottle shop and I can get 
rank beer now easily and then bring it home and, and, and drink it. Um, that's fun. But then also those people that have never even heard of Brink, you know, there we forget as as craft beer geeks like the the Uber Cincinnati beer geek, we forget that there are people that don't know about these places that we call our our local haunts, the places that you know we spend so much time at. There's people that have never heard of it, you know. There's people that live, you know, blocks away from Brink in College Hill, and have no idea that there's a brewery there, which, you know, is, is mind blowing to me, but it's, I know that it's true. I've talked to people plenty of times with every brewery that like, Oh yeah, I, you know, this is my first time here. I, I had no idea that this place existed. And it's, uh, again, it's, it's mind blowing, but <clears throat> it's going to allow, <clears throat> it's going to allow, sorry, it's going to allow people like that to discover Brink to find this place that uh, hopefully will become their new kind of their new favorite spot to hang out, their new haunt, their uh, their new local spot, um, or not. Maybe just the place that they go and they pick up a, a six pack at the store and drink it all summer long and never step foot in the tap room, which is okay too. Um, it just opens the door to a lot of new experiences, and I think that that's uh, I mean, isn't that's craft beer is about right? Is the uh, the quest for new experiences, but and so Brink is uh, is definitely making some big moves in in that regard. They're not the only ones, though. You know, we are um, we are getting ready to see a couple breweries new to packaging, new to Kroger. You know, uh, Alexandria. Uh, they, I believe, he's talked about that. and I believe I'm okay saying this. Um, he is also canning his beer. And they will be in Kroger. Um, not as many Krogers as uh, as Brink is, but definitely a, a you know a a big move for them. They are also contract brewing, um, and they are being very open about where they're contracting, and they are going with wooden cask. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Andy down at uh, Alexandria definitely uh, trusts Randy at wooden cask. Trusts what he will do with his beer and. Um, uh, it's it's a big move, a big move for everybody. Wooden cask, if we want to go down this rabbit hole, is putting in an entirely new uh, canning line. You know, they were bottling. Uh, they will still bottle beers. I think the uh, the barrel aged stuff and things like that will still see bottles. But you know, their core beers are now going to be canned. Their contract stuff obviously uh, is canned, and it opens again. It opens the door for people to find new experiences, be it with Alexandria, people who live in Ohio that just have, you know, just been desperate for more Alexandria beer without having to drive down to Alexandria to be able to get that easily. It's a game changer. It is, especially as we head into the warmer months, which are coming. I hear, you know, we are, we're not even into the coldest part of, you know, the winter, the miserable part of winter, but I'm already looking forward to sunshine and, um, warm weather drinking, um, you know, it, it enables you to grab beers that you know you love, but that you might not have been able to fill a cooler with easily before. Um, be that Alexandria, Wooden Cask, Brink, any of those places. It's just it's so much fun. Um, so much fun getting the the, the chance to do things in a new way with them. Uh, we, you know, 
we've talked a lot doom and gloom about what COVID means for um, businesses and for bars and restaurants. And um, it's, it's nice to take a break every once in a while and remember the other side of it. And remember that there are some businesses that are doing okay, that are trying to keep growing and keep evolving and keep um, reimagining how they do things even when the world around them seems like it's burning down and everybody's telling them that they are going to burn with it. You know, it's, uh, it's good to see that that's not necessarily true. Not that people aren't suffering and we could talk to them and gloom if we want to. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I like to look at the positive side of things. Yes. Uh, Carrican, uh, is shutting down, has shut down their restaurant. Um, I'm hearing lots of people, you know, screaming that that's the end. They're gone. They're, they're destroying themselves. And, um, I, I don't think that's true, but, uh, you know, you have obviously more line who shut their doors, um, late last year, late 2020 last year makes it sound a really long time ago. It wasn't, um, <coughs> there are other rumors around, um, and for, you know, I know a lot of you guys that listen to this are people that are, um, either, in the local industry here or close enough to it that uh, I'm sure you've heard some of the other rumors around, but um, it's not all bad. The world is not all horrible. There is good still happening. Even some of the places that have shut down parts of their business to kind of um, to keep things lean and uh, nimble. We'll say I like, I like the word nimble to describe it. Um, You know, it's, it's done, with with thought and it's done with care and it's done it's done to keep things moving and uh i think that that's important to keep in mind for a lot of these places whoever they may be um that it is it's part of um it's part of a bigger plan and a bigger picture and cincinnati beer will be okay through all of this in fact i still firmly believe that when we come out the other side this community, uh, this industry in Cincinnati, craft beer will be better coming out of COVID and all of this than it went into it. I, you know, it's it's going to be rough through some of the patches of it, but it will be better afterwards. And I firmly, firmly believe that. And I, I know that that's easy for me to say coming, looking in from the outside. I know um, there's a lot of people that are probably um, not comfortable, uh, terrified, sad, you know, every, every emotion that you can think of. Um, but it, it'll be okay. I guess we're getting way too deep with this. I w- this was not supposed to be a deep show. It was supposed to be kind of nice and calm and easy, stress-free guys. It's a weekend vibe. Sorry. Well, this is the, uh, the downside of, <coughs> excuse me, the downside of you getting me uh, solo is that anytime I want to take a drink, you get dead air. And I'm not going in and cutting all those pauses out because this is supposed to be easy, stress-free, right? <laughs> this is um, when we um, get into to, to weeks like this where uh, I've got an entire family is, uh, is sick with a cold. Uh, the kids aren't sleeping. They, you know, my, my daughter wakes up in the middle of the night, just screaming, having, you know, bad dreams and, um, can't get comfortable. And, 
um, you have to go and, you know, just bring her a glass of water or something. And that, you know, you have to get out of bed. You got to go get it. You got to give it to her. You got to pat her little head and then move on. Like it's, it's it, 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 it takes you out of your sleep cycle. Then you've got the baby who still sleeps in the same room as us, sleeps right at the foot of the bed. And even if he is semi resting, you know, if he just yells because he's uncomfortable or because he doesn't feel good, you know, it may not really affect him. He may still be resting, but it wakes all of us up. So you get weeks like that and you couple uh, the experience of sick kids like that with <clears throat> trying to, uh, trying to keep episodes of Prost up on YouTube, trying to keep episodes of Cincy Brewcast, keep the schedule going, trying to figure out when the schedule is happening, trying to work the day job, um, trying to, I am, you know, the last couple weeks I've been helping a uh, good friend, Chef Antonio from uh, Brew City Sausage. He's been on the show plenty. You guys know who that is. You've, he's been on the show plenty of times. Um, trying to help him launch his podcast, uh, Food Trucker Magazine. I don't think the podcast feed as of right now is up yet, but um, he, uh, they do it live every, uh, every Tuesday, um, on YouTube. So check that out, but trying to help him get that launched, which takes an evening, um, trying to, uh, uh, trying to do projects around the house, trying to get through the holidays. It is, um, chaos, I guess is the, uh, the entire point. It's absolute chaos. And, um, makes finding time to uh to sit down and and do this uh, increasingly hard. You would think that um the fact that I can just walk downstairs in my house, grab a beer, sit down and hit a button and everything turns on and just starts recording. You would think that that would make all of this easy to just do it, but it um for some reason it doesn't. I think it's actually easier to leave the house, go somewhere and sit down and record, pack all my stuff up, which, um, depending on what the episode looks like and where it is and who's on it, uh, sometimes packing all that stuff up can be a bit of a, a chore. Um, sometimes it's easier still to, to do that than it is to come down here and just hit a button and hit record. Um, because you'll hear people running around upstairs and you'll know that, uh, there is, some kind of some kind of chaos happening that um pulls your attention even when you uh even when you're right here i i don't know if you guys care about any of that it's a little too behind the scenes behind the scenes stuff like that is probably more suited for the weekly pint than it is uh since brewcast but just being open and honest with you it's the goal of 2021 to uh to let you behind the curtain a little bit because it's going to be a big year um, we could talk about that a little bit. I did write a post, um, which actually I'll pull it up just so that I don't miss anything. <clears throat> I, I ran through kind of all of the aspects of, um, of, of not just, you know, the website, but the podcast, um, the YouTube channel, all of that stuff. I took every, every piece of it and kind of went into detail of where I'm at with it, what I'm working on, uh, when, when I foresee anything happening. Um, so it's a good post if you want to kind of get behind the scenes a little bit, but if you just want to listen, I'll, I'll run through everything with you. So 
I started off talking about my work life and my gnome life. So uh, if we can get a little bit personal. So my, my day job, I'm a photographer. I've been a photographer for 20 years and have never really, in the, in the work side of my photography, um, blended it with the gnome side of my life. I've never, I don't work for breweries. I don't shoot stuff for breweries. Um, none of that stuff has kind of, has, has kind of crossed paths. That's changing this year. Um, not just photography in general, but just content creation, I guess. If, um, people within the industry or around the industry, you want to talk restaurants, bars, that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to be shooting more for folks like that. I'm going to be helping people launch podcasts, which you already see with um, um, Chef Tony and uh, and Food Trucker Magazine. Um, th- things like that. Video, you know, if businesses are looking for uh, social media videos or anything like that. Um, I, I'm not going to say no to that stuff anymore. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's always been strange. It's uh, the two sides of my life, uh, but heads a lot and get confusing. And that doesn't... Uh, doesn't make sense to me. So we're, we're changing that. And, um, those things are coming together into something called gnome creative, which you will hear more about, um, in the, in the near future. Um, there's website and all that stuff. You could probably find it if you hunt, although it's not done. So don't hunt too much. Um, YouTube, we've talked about that a lot on, uh, on everything, uh, in the last, you know, three months or so it launched and, uh, you know, every week we put Prost up there, which is a just a basically a from the beer fridge segment. Um, but you see me do it. We just crack open a beer or a drink. Um, last week's episode was a cider. This week's episode is booze. Next week's episode, depending on when you're listening to this, is a cocktail. So, um, you know, we we do drink other stuff. <clears throat> um, but YouTube is going to continue to be a, a big, big, big focus. Um, when I started the website, the gnarly you didn't see me at all. It wasn't until this podcast started that if you showed up when we were doing a live show, you would see me there recording, obviously, which then kind of started shifting the idea of the anonymity of the gnome and into what I call semi anonymity because you see me people, you know, there's plenty of times that I'm sitting in a tap room telling people about the website. So obviously I don't care if people see me. Um, if you are, uh, finding this on YouTube or wherever you see my face right now. So, um, it's, it's changed. It's a little different and it's going to keep growing. Uh, there will be more video stuff, including some longer kind of format shows for, for lack of a better, um, descriptor. I have some, uh, some really cool stuff that, uh, that I'm still kind of planning out and figuring out, but, um, stay tuned for all that. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about that. Podcasts. Obviously you right now are listening to Cincy Brewcast, which will always be going on. I love this show so much and I love being able to sit down with people in the industry and just talk about the industry and about what they're doing and about what other people are doing and, um, just watching this whole thing keep evolving and growing and getting to know people on deeper levels than you would just from writing an article about them. 
Um, but the other podcast, Drinking with the Gnome, which I've neglected for the last year, is going to start getting a little more attention this year. Um, I don't know for a fact if we're going to get video content around Drinking with the Gnome, but it is something that I've kind of toyed around with and we're planning. So uh, it's there. It's an idea. But the podcast itself, the audio version of Sensi Brewcast, Drinking with the Gnome, is going to go strong um, and and may start getting some more video stuff, which we talked about with this show. Uh, the blog, <coughs> the website is something that I am also deeply in love with working on. Um, there is a lot of sides to the website that aren't, um, aren't, I guess, publicized in a big way, be it the historical stuff with um, local breweries, you know, kind of the you know, who was around before this craft beer boom. There's a lot of stuff. I have a ton of notes that just need, you know, turned into blog posts basically um, that I'm going to work on. Um, I'm always touching on some kind of improvement, be it speed or just the way the website looks or how the website works, how easy it is to use. I'm always working on that stuff. But in addition, you're, there's a whole bunch of content from wine to cocktails to booze to bars and, and, and things that just kind of focus around drinking that is getting integrated into the gnarlygnome.com with the goal that eventually uh, that website will be the ultimate place to go to for any information about drinking in Cincinnati. It, it may be the best spot right now already, but it's not where where the vision is for it. So it's, it's going to, this year it's going to grow a lot and you'll start to kind of see what that vision is. Um, the Nomies, uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, if you are a supporter of all this stuff via Patreon, I, I appreciate you more than I can tell you. And I've also woefully neglected you guys in the last year. There is some fun stuff coming uh, like this video that you're seeing right now. You guys get access to that stuff. Now um, the um, swag is definitely, definitely going out <laughs> once we get through some of these COVID shutdowns that have made all of that very difficult and very expensive. Um, and then kind of the, uh, the look of the different tiers of how you support will, um, will get kind of a, a revamp and, um, you'll see more from that. So stay tuned to that. And if you don't support on Patreon, uh, you can, it's, uh, as cheap as five bucks a month and, uh, as, as simple as $5 is, it helps immensely. You know, if, uh, if enough people support that way, it really does support the nuts and bolts of all of this and let me shift my focus into, uh, growing what it is. You know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in, the nuts and bolts and, and making this thing work. And, uh, it's hard to then make it grow sometimes. So, um, support from people like you guys make that possible. So, uh, thank you. And, uh, and if you want to, uh, to check that out, go to the early slash support. Uh, with all that being said, we went down a couple rabbit holes and, uh, we'll wrap it up because, um, like I said, chaos, surrounds me when I'm at home. So 
stay tuned next week we are back to normal we're back at it for 2021 after a nice little uh nice little vacation i guess it's not you know is it a vacation if you don't go anywhere (laughs) it felt like a felt like a vacation so we're back at it and um and we'll uh we'll have some fun new content coming at you from all of your local breweries favorite or places that you've never been to and uh I, I've got a couple um, in, in planning that I think you're going to uh, to be excited about. So stay tuned for that and um, make sure that you obviously like and subscribe on all of your favorite uh, social media platforms. Um, you know, I was going to make a horrible joke about getting banned from social media and how, well, we'll leave politics out of it. <laughs> But also, tell somebody about the show. That is easily the best way that you can support all of this and help it keep growing is just tell somebody that doesn't know about it that it exists because um, that's how how people find the show. I don't run commercials or anything. I should. (laughs) See you next week. Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft.